Welcome to Burning Bright, a weekly podcast presenting poetry and prose from Passager. At the beginning of Passager's current issue are these two quotes. One is by Baltimore poet Bev Parsons. I like my mask. I felt relieved to have the long-desired privacy I could never seem to find. And the second is by New York Times columnist David Brooks. It seems important that we take off the psychological masks. We have more to fear from our inhibitions than from our vulnerabilities. Those quotes got me thinking about masks, literal and metaphorical. Let's start with the literal. During the height of the pandemic, Passager began publishing a series of people's journal entries about their lives. It was called Pandemic Diaries. It still is called Pandemic Diaries. And you can still read them on Passager's website. Here's one by Miriam Carmel from Minneapolis. Fully vaccinated, I stepped out into the world yesterday. First stop, the hardware store, for a mousetrap. With some trepidation, I crossed the threshold after months of curbside delivery. What a relief to see everyone masked, except for Munster, the old shop dog, who nuzzled and sniffed with pleasure at my return. Next stop, the library, which reopened for minimal service last Tuesday. A masked librarian greeted me from behind plexiglass and laid out the rules. No settling down to read, though browsing the stacks was okay, and of course checking out books. No problem, as I'd come to grab and go an online order. I returned to the car under a blue sky with the feeling we Minnesotans get in early spring, knowing that tomorrow it may snow, but yes, we've just about made it through winter. And here's another Pandemic Diaries entry by Baltimorean Art Cohen. Remember the times we took for granted over a year ago when it was routine to see lips and teeth situated between nose and chin on the faces of everyone we met? In these days of masking, it seems only yesterday, or maybe long, long ago, before this virus, which now remains a part of our daily existence. A new awareness of eyes and foreheads has come instead, insisting that we look for unique signs there, which will guide us to know who we now see. And we need to listen better to any person we may encounter as they talk to us, muffled from behind their mask, and help us to know who they and we are. Pandemic Diaries Entries About Masks by Miriam Carmel and Art Cohen You can still send your pandemic thoughts to Pandemic Diaries at Passenger. Passenger published this next piece by Ruth Becker in its book, Keeping Time, 150 Years of Journal Writing. The first Gulf War began on January 16, 1991, and ended February 28, 1991. For Israelis, this was a very unusual war. Because of Saddam Hussein's threats to send chemical and biological warheads into Israel if attacked by America, gas masks were distributed to everyone in the country, as well as syringes for self-application of atropine against toxic poisoning. Though Israel had no direct involvement with this war, Iraq sent 39 Scud missiles into the country, day and night. Each time the sirens blew, all of Israel rushed to sit in their safe rooms, where windows were sealed with plastic and duct tape. 
and floor rags were stuffed under the doors to keep out poisonous fumes. Everyone put on gas masks, turned on TV and radio, and waited for instructions. That was from Ruth Becker writing about living in Israel in 1991. We've been listening to pieces about literal masks. We'll end with this about metaphorical masks. Henry Morgenthau's Ladyfingers. In our apartment on Manhattan's Upper West Side, a safe haven for prosperous German Jews, I was cushioned by my loving mother, who assured me I would grow up to be anything I wanted to be, even as my father's anger spilled over me like vitriol. He had his own problems, trying to fulfill his immigrant father's dreams. When the time came to step out of my cocoon, I discovered a world where mother couldn't protect me. My first adventures were staged a few blocks uptown, at the birch Wathen Kindergarten. On the first day of classes, boys and girls were separated. The girls were handed pastel-colored chiffon scarves to wave as they gambled about. I grabbed one and followed the girls, prompting jeers from the boys. "'Hey, ladyfingers!' yelled Henry Fernald, the best-looking boy in the class. "'Hey, ladyfingers!' He was one of the boys. I was not. During the many years from my uneasy childhood to old age, I have lived with the dread of being uncovered. I have built walls to isolate myself, to hide behind, to fear and to hate myself. Walls fabricated with stony indifference toward being different. Not wanting to be touched, wanting to touch. Wanting to be caressed by the soft, sensuous pressure of warm bath water. I shiver as I step out in my exposed nakedness. Lady Fingers by Henry Morgenthau III, from his book, Sundays in Purgatory. To buy Sundays in Purgatory, or Keeping Time, to read or to send work to Pandemic Diaries, or to subscribe to or learn more about Passager and its commitment to writers over 50, go to PassagerBooks.com. You can download Burning Bright from Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and various other podcast apps. For Kendra, Mary, Christine, Roseanne, and the rest of the Passenger staff, I'm John Shore.